Hey everybody, this is Dirk. I just wanted to come in at the top of the episode to let you know that this particular arc features transphobia in both parts and a conniving mother-in-law in the second. Everything turns out well for the good guys in the end, but I have to apologize. Transphobia is one of our lines and I completely lost track of that. I will do better in the future. We've decided to leave this arc in because, as I said, everything turns out well for the good guys in the end, but please take care of yourself and skip it if you need to. We love you all, and if you do decide to listen, I hope you're able to enjoy it. GMless actual play podcast where friends explore identity, community, and the ways people find strength and love in dire situations. Our lines, which are things we absolutely do not want to see, are trypophobia, insect horror, parent death, rape, body shaming, homophobia, transphobia, big diseases, involuntary transformation, ableism, racism, sexism, violence against children and animals, unwanted pregnancy, ace phobia, and non-consensual situations. Our veils, which are things we're fine with addressing but will fade to black on, are spiders, graphic depictions of bodily harm, abuse of any kind, dementia or similar mental illnesses, insoluble problems, trauma, steamy situations, eating disorders, depression, and self-harm. Today we're playing Be Not Afraid, written by... Nora Blake. This is a game of revelation and pilgrimage. I'm not going to go over the lines and veils because we have a little blurb that Izzy has already recorded, but for anybody who skipped that, we're definitely not going to have any bigotry. Additionally, we're not going to have trypophobia, insect horror, parent death, rape, that sort of thing. And Our veils include spiders, graphic depictions of bodily harm, mental illness, insoluble problems, and things of that nature. Jade, are there any uh, lines or veils that are not covered under ours? And this is a recording reminder, so you can take a quick look. Uh, Terminal illness is a veil for me. All right. So now that we've got that out of the way... My name is Dirk. I use they, them pronouns. You can find me on Twitter and Curious Cat at PF underscore Diva. Today, I've got with me the illustrious Jade. 
introduce yourself, feel free to plug everything, because, I don't know, there might be one person who found us completely independent of Standing Stones. (laughs) (laughs) Apparently I'm illustrious. Uh, I also go by Jade. I use they, them pronouns. You can find me on Twitter at jadeoxfordrose. If you are into GMless actual play, you can find me on Follow the Leader at FTLcast over on Twitter. Every arc is a different system, except when we do continuations of previous arcs, because it'd be that way sometimes. I am also a part of a GM'd game inspired by Animorphs. That's called Dumb Kids Playing Hero. You can find that at DKPHpod on Twitter. That is a uses a system that is a hack of Blades in the Dark, written by our GM, Danielle, who, if you listen to Hope's Hearth, you already know. And if you like Animorphs, but are more into the books and aren't interested in hearing people do their own version, you can listen to The Escafil Files, which is a book club podcast that Danielle and I do, where we talk about the books one at a time. That's all the ones I'm on. But if you follow Stein's underscore standing, you might see some of the other stuff we do. Heck yeah, it's good stuff. Also, you can find Hope's Hearth at Hope's Hearth Pod on Twitter. You can also join our Discord, which is in the description. And I'm sure that at some point in probably the outro, we will give you that information. So if you want to support us, I think we have a coffee. We might have a Patreon, all that good stuff. Anyway, today, as I said, we are playing Be Not Afraid. This game is a game for two players. There is the Devout and the Divine. We've got, you know, Wandering Worshipper with various troubles, and we've got the Divine. Today I am playing the Divine. Jade is playing the Devout. It's, again, one of those games that depends on cards. We have the various options, and we'll go over those as we get to them. The devout goes on a pilgrimage. The divine can uh, bestow omens or subject them to tribulations. And uh, it says, like, we should make, like, some sort of journal with maps or sketches or poems or whatever. We have a Google Doc. We love a Google Doc. Yep, love a good Google Doc. How are we doing drawing of cards? If you look in the recording text channel, this is why I wanted you to have access to it. There is a pinned message that's got all the cards. Mm -hmm. And just roll D52 and it'll pick one of those cards. Alrighty. Why don't you go ahead and introduce your character. Uh, Yeah, so we talked a little bit in the background and we're sort of working with an urban fantasy kind of a vibe for this mm-hmm. game. My character, the devout, is Tal, who uses she, they pronouns, a trans woman who is a queer activist, who also runs a group home, halfway house sort of situation. She had a breakup not that long ago and is sort of trying to get her shit together and sort of found her way to this deity very much by accident. One of the other women in the home, one of the service users, found this symbol in a book and turned around to a Tal who's dealing with all this breakup grief and just like, yo, I found this book, this symbol, which she decided this is the symbol of the god of lesbians and new beginnings, had shaved the symbol into the fade of her hair and promptly drew it on Tal's wrist. Just like, 
she'll look after you because she's one of us, right? And Tal sort of took some solace, actually. It was weird. Just like, okay, yeah, sure, hun. But uh, having that symbol there kind of made things feel a little bit easier, a bit better. And uh, after a little while, she just kept drawing it on her wrist. And then one day when she uh, was accompanying one of the service users to a tattoo parlor, the cute gay tattoo artist complimented them on the symbol. And uh, Tal was like, yeah, fuck it, and got this symbol tattooed on her wrist. You know, just over the pulse point, as you do. Mm-hmm. And that's sort of where things started. I realise I didn't say uh, what Tal looked like. Mm-hmm. She's sort of like 6'2", six, 6'3", six, very sort of soft, but in the kind of muscly underneath way, Filipino ancestry. Oh, with a uh, dyed blue black hair and an eyebrow piercing. I didn't know she was sixteen. <laughs> because yes, she's not full on butch, but she's definitely leaning that way. Uh, I am playing the devout. It is important for regular followers to know that this is not going to be on Hope's Promise, but it is in the same universe as. Hope's Promise, just a different planet somewhere. It's a little bit more like Earth rather than space luxury communism. And my character is Gigi. I have a lot of very lovely things about who she is, but functionally she is the deity of Mom, I can't do shit, I'm gay. (laughs) And her pronouns are she, her. She's not a very powerful deity, There's not a lot of people who worship her, so someone who has a tattoo of her symbol on their body is somebody for her to pay attention to. Actually, I'm going to read what I put. It's good shit. You should. (laughs) Uh, Originally, uh, Gigi was the deity of half-woven looms, unfinished chores, and the soft laughter of people who love each other, either romantically or platonically. These days, she's become the deity of undercuts, rainbow pins and patches, badly painted French tips, and furtive texts. She looks like Amanita from Sensate, but like if she was just fucking ripped and wore a leather jacket because... Bless you. Yeah. I mean, she's the deity of Mom, I can't do shit, I'm gay. She's gotta be awesome. Mm-hmm. So, in Be Not Afraid, there is a description of how the pilgrimage will go, an explanation of that. But the play begins with the stirring. Uh, we answer a few questions to outline the nature of the revelation sought by the devout. We have discussed it a little bit, but uh, we'll alternate turns, and each of us on our turn will draw a card and match the number in suit to determine the nature of the scene. For the stirring, it says, uh, well, why don't you go ahead and read that, Jade? Sure. Uh, For the stirring, as the devout, I need to pick two things I lack and two that I seek. The options are confidence, patience, trust, restraint, joy, gender, a weapon, safety, companionship, love, identity, and relief. What two do I lack and what two do I seek? The two things that Tal lacks currently are joy and companionship. And what they seek is trust and relief. Nice. Very nice. 
As the divine, I have to choose what two do I expect and what two do I condemn. My options are treachery, deceit, violence, patience, enthusiasm, peace, fear, loyalty, respect, death, sacrifice, affection, music, and worship. And uh, I think... So, I know that what Gigi expects is loyalty and patience. And what she condemns is treachery. And I'm just going to say treachery again, because there are places for deceit and violence, especially when you're in a very dangerous situation. So, I'm just, I'm going to do that. Death to the author. Fair enough. So, after the stirring, this game should be about the revelation sought by the devout. Like, I know we discussed kind of how we wanted things to go down with the meat cute and all of that, but, um, what are you thinking, Jade? Hmm, what a good question. I suppose those questions do not ask you to outline the nature of revelation. No. Do you want to play to find out what happens? It's entirely possible. Mm. I think for what this is, is in the nature of somebody that is trying to do things for other people generally, and they've lost something recently, mm-hmm. and is trying to come out the other side of it. Tell's kind of seeking an apotheosis of their own, mm-hmm. wanting to become something better, something different. Now that they have a freedom perhaps they didn't have before. Mm-hmm. So I guess it's figuring out what that looks like for them. I think it's true of a lot of people when you're in a long-term relationship. And this could be a friendship as much as a romantic partnership or even like when you move out from your family mm-hmm. or things like that. You define yourself a lot by other people. You can't help it. Like you build your identity around the people that fill your life. And when something drastically changes, you aren't necessarily sure who you are anymore because you have to redefine yourself again. That's what this pilgrimage is, in a sense. I suppose the question is, have they met yet? Oh, that is a good question. I... I feel like the answer should be no, Mm -hmm. but I also feel like the answer should be that it's less that they, like, haven't physically seen each other so much as Tal might not be as aware of Gigi as Gigi is aware of her. Mm -hmm. That sounds creepy. No, but I know what you mean. Like, the act of, like, putting a mark of a deity on yourself, even if you don't know what it is... Like you joke and say, "Oh, well, this is the sim- this is a god of lesbians," and tell me just like, "Yeah, okay, sure, whatever." <laughs> this probably isn't a god that's worshipped anymore. Like, well, there's plenty of like, it's like getting a symbol of Aphrodite mm-hmm. if you're not like believer in that pantheon or Frigga or something like that. It's like it's an old god; it doesn't necessarily mean anything. So while well, Gigi's like, "Oh shit, somebody rang the bell. Who is it?" <laughs> Fatal, it's just an abstract at this point. Mm-hmm. Really, this pilgrimage is about finding out who this god is and finding themselves. Really, they are defining themselves by a new relationship, which isn't necessarily the healthiest thing, kids. But also, when you lack companionship and you are seeking trust, 
<laughs> Here we are. <laughs> I want to stress that Tal is like in their late thirties, early forties. Like they aren't young. Mm-hmm. This is like a long-term relationship that ended of like probably like ten plus years. I know it's a stereotype, but most lesbians I know tend to not go for short-term relationships. Like <laughs> it's a stereotype for a reason. We love love the gays. Like it was a long-term relationship very quickly from the start. Like this is probably the someone Tal met in their early twenties. And had been with them since, and then no longer. That's a good chunk of time. So it says we alternate turns, and it's not really specific about if the devout, like, makes up their own tribulations or not. But once the devout has passed seven tribulations, whether they fail or succeed at them, they will face judgment. And actually, why don't you read the um like devout half of that little grid there? All right. So the devout injures tribulations. These are trials that test their faith, shake their conviction, or tempt them away to other paths. When the devout rejects the precepts of the divine, the divine may declare their discontent. When they do, they gain a point of contempt. If the sum total of doubt and contempt is more than seven at the hour of judgment, the devout is shunned. They may take up their journey again, but must face new trials. And on the divine half of that, the divine bestows omens. These are warnings, promises, or covenants handed from the divine to their devout. When the devout feels abandoned or ignored by the divine, the devout may declare their discontent. When they do they gain a point of doubt. If the sum total of doubt and contempt between the divine and the devout is less than seven at the hour of judgment, the devout receives their revelation and the game ends. Now that I'm thinking about it, I think a really good way for this game to actually begin is for them to have that first meeting, Mm -hmm. you know? Sure. I'm down. (laughs) All right. Do you want to start with one of the cards, or should we do this first meeting freeform? I'd say let's do the first meeting freeform. In that case, where does Gigi find Tal? I feel like she spends most of her time at the halfway house. Mm -hmm. I need to do that. This is a group home, not a halfway house. I need to Mm -hmm. settle on one. Like, obviously, like she goes out to do like grocery shopping and like do things for it and then there's going to be like meetings and protests and stuff like that so really it depends on the day but the place Mm -hmm. they spend most of their time is at the group home because they live there they run it all that jazz i think Gigi would try to approach tal when it seems like tal has free time or is not busy, basically. You ever met somebody who's filling their life with work so they don't have to think about personal shit? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Sorry. 
So my point is, it might be like that when they are out, like getting groceries or something, or is like happens to be distracted by something while out and about.、Mm-hmm. I want to make it clear that、uh, Tal, as well as driving the van for the group home for meetings, does drive a motorcycle. FYI. Oh my god! Excellent. In that case, I know exactly how this happens. Incredible. Uh huh. So I think Tal comes out of I don't know where.、Uh, maybe like grocery store or corner store. Maybe she went for something quick, or、uh, maybe just there for breakfast. But um, there is this. Big woman, like she's not tall, but she's like she's got muscles. She's got black leather jacket. She's got、uh, the hair with the locks, and she is admiring Tal's bike. Nice. Yeah, this is like a maybe like a run to like a CVS or like something like that.、Mm-hmm. So it's got like、mm-hmm. a plastic bag full of stuff, and just sort of steps up and just like, "Good morning." And sort of like starts opening up one of the panniers to、uh, put the bag of stuff in, and she looks up and smiles and says, "Oh, hi! Sorry for the bother. I just、uh, saw your bike here. It's very cool. Thank you. I um, well, I mostly restored it myself. There are parts of it that still." Like original, but、uh, yeah, no, a bit of a a, a labor of love.、Mm. Wow, you can definitely tell. Thanks. Like they know they're being complimented, but it probably doesn't happen too often. But like they talk, the bike is something they're probably happy to talk about. So I think Gigi probably like. I want to say that Gigi has her own bike. It's.、Mm-hmm. Uh, Okay, so you know how like you look at something and you're like, "That's old, but it's not a classic." It,、yeah. It's basically somebody got something that they can afford. That's、mm. kind of what it looks like. It's、yeah. well maintained, but it's not fancy.、Mm-hmm. I think she says, "Yeah, you can definitely tell that someone put some love into this, and I think that's really cool." Sort of like ducks, ducks her head, like,、eh. and、uh, finishes doing up the panniers. Like, also, like, want to be clear, Tal is not immune to this. Is a really hot woman syndrome kind of a? How do you even talk to people this hot? <laughs> so it's a, it's a little like nervous in the like. Okay, cool, hot person, right? Wicked. This is the god of mum help. I'm gay, so you know <laughs> it seems only right to be like, oh god, I'm gay. I'm meeting her. <laughs> like that whole. I know I'm a lesbian, but fuck. Just <laughs> <laughs> to get a reminder, I guess, every so often, in case somehow I'd forgotten. And I, I would like to remind you that even though Gigi is muscular, she is shorter. Than、mm-hmm. Tal, so she's sort of looking up at Tal, and I hadn't forgotten. <laughs> <laughs>、uh, okay, is Tal wearing that pin? Hmm. I feel like they maybe pulled their jacket 
out of the other pannier. Because mm-hmm. right now they're probably in just like a shirt with the sleeves rolled up over like an undershirt. Because mm-hmm. the tattoo is on their wrist. Mm-hmm. Their jacket probably has a whole bunch of pins on the lapels. And just like patches down the sides. You know, like proper dykes on bikes vibe. Like, absolutely. <laughs> Incredible. I think when she sees, like, all the pins and patches, uh, Gigi visibly brightens up. And she says, oh, wow, I I love all the pins and patches. And what does that one say? Can I look at that one? Oh, um... Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, I've been collecting them a while and hands over, like, or holds over the sleeve where the pin is or the patches, whichever it is that uh, Gigi's pointed at that she wants to look at. And so uh, she just looks at it and she's like, wow, that is very cool. And she does that, that lean, you know, the lean against her bike. And she says, I... I'm sort of new in town, and I don't really know where people go. And uh, I got distracted by your bike. Uh, oh, um, sorry. My name is Gigi, and she holds out her hand. Ciao, and goes to shake the offered hand. Oh wait, she's a butch. She takes the hand and kisses the knuckles. <laughs> Oh my god, I hate you so much. <laughs> you know that surprised Pikachu game is like, Dirk invites Jade to play a romantically charged relationship, cites uh, Hadrian and somewhat but make it lesbians, is surprised when Jade's character flirts. Listen! Mm-hmm. I have made bad life choices as a human being, okay? No, actually, I have made excellent life choices as a human being. (laughs) Um, Well, uh, I think two things happen. One thing is, I'm not going to say there's, like, a tingle or anything. Just that she's probably, like, very aware of the tattoo. Mm Mm-hmm. And also, like, the shift reveals that Gigi actually has a metal pin, probably on her shirt under the jacket, or maybe, like, inside the lapel in such a way that, like, it was hidden, maybe it was folded down, I don't know, whatever. Mm. But, like, she has a metal pin with that same symbol. And also, Mm -hmm. Gigi goes to pieces a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) she's not like super obvious about it but she's also like oh okay uh hmm. Uh, (laughs) she does that thing you know the thing and uh, she's just like uh uh well i pleasure to meet you del and sort of Realizing that they, yeah, she's maybe had more of an effect than she meant it. She sort of like holds on to the hand for just a beat and just sort of like, oh, and let's go. And then she's like, huh. And she points to the pin. Just sort of like, I don't know many people who know that. 
symbol. Gigi sort of looks at the pin. She she sort of touches it and gets this very wistful sort of smile and says, yeah, it's uh, not well known. You know it? Tal just like turns their hand over to show the tattoo to her. One of the uh, ladies at the home I run uh, introduced me to it. Said it's the symbol of a god of lesbians and new beginnings, and I was uh, in need of her help. And they sort of uh, smile kind of like awkwardly. Uh, Gigi's reaction to the tattoo is she is absolutely delighted and excited mm-hmm. in I don't know if it's a weird way but probably unexpected cuz like yeah Tal has it like on the inside of her wrist, right? Yeah. So, I think No, I know what happens. Uh what happens is when Tal goes to show it off, Gigi gets close and like grabs her wrist like not hard but like you know just holding it like oh my gosh and she's like looking at it and she like pulls Tal's wrist up closer so she can get a real good look at it Mm -hmm. and she just looks very excited she even like runs her finger over the symbol and it's just like I can't believe in such a vulnerable place Tal is full on blushing right now (laughs) and like they don't really know what to do with herself (laughs) it's just sort of like "Um, this is uh, an encounter I am having right now I am never going to hear the end of this when I tell people (laughs) and like Gigi, like, remembers herself half a second later, mm-hmm. and she's like, oh, I, um, I just, uh, I, I've, I've never seen anybody with a tattoo of it. Oh, um, you think it's alright? Like, is it a thing I shouldn't have gotten tattooed? It's just like, ever since I got it, things have just seemed to be a little easier, you know? It's, it's weird. It's probably, like, all in my head. Gigi looks very serious, and she says, No, I think that makes sense. Like you said, there's not a lot of people who are familiar with her. And she sort of taps her finger on the uh, tattoo, and she says, This is something special and important. You put it on your body permanently. And uh, that means something. I mean, I've always been good at commitment, I guess. Realizes that was a dumb thing to say. (laughs) Runs a hand over the back of her head. Sorry, that, that that was an overshare. You said you were new in town, right? Um trying to divert the conversation away from what they were just talking about. <laughs> they like run their hand over the back of their head a couple of times and they sort of bring their hands together and are absentmindedly running their thumb over the tattoo and I don't think they realise they're doing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Gigi says 
Yeah, I am new in town. I had to look into something kind of special, but um, I wasn't expecting for it to be there. And um, oh, she uh, takes off her pin and she pins it on to Cal's lapel. She's like, I think you should have this. Are, are, are you sure? I mean, I have the tattoo. I mean. Gigi sort of smiles up at her through her lashes and she says, I really want you to have it. Oh, uh, all right. Thank you. I should, um, hmm. And they sort of pull out, like, their wallet from her back pocket and pull out, like, a business card for the group home. I'm just like, uh, you can find me here. Um, and my number's on there. Um, if you want someone to, like, show you around town a bit more. Gigi takes the business card and she like holds it to her chest like it's a present mm -hmm. and she says I will definitely try and get in contact with you again I'm, I'm sure you're busy I'll let you get to it and she like pops on her bike and just wait before you go, and she, Tal takes one of their own badges off. Uh -huh. I'm looking at a couple of like classic ones. Mm -hmm. It's it's yellow and just says "encourage lesbianism" on it. <laughs> it's like a vintage sort of pride badge. Uh huh. Tal isn't ballsy enough to hand over the "I love lesbian tongues" one I just saw, but the thought entered my head. So. <laughs> Important question. Does Tal pin it on to Gigi's lapel or does she just hand it to Gigi? Because Gigi's wearing hers, Tal hands it over. But like places it in her hand. Sort of gently just as a trade. Gigi smiles. It's this big, happy smile. And she says, a trade then. All right. She, like, immediately pins it to her own lapel, because mm -hmm. I forgot that Tal wasn't wearing their jacket, so... No, that's fair. So Gigi, like, pins it onto their lapel, gives Tal their own jacket back, and just looks real happy in general. Nice. Drives off? Yep. Rides off on her motorcycle. Yeah, I think the camera like lingers on Tal, just sort of like pulling the jacket on, swinging their leg over their bike, just sitting there, just like, and then just like their head falls against the the fuel tank from and just like fuck. <laughs> yep, yep, that works. <laughs> All right, 
And now, who is supposed to start? I think you can just choose. Uh, do you want to start, or should I? Hmm. You stop. Alright, so, two of spades. So, spades are memories, things we've lost or left behind, and two is a problem thought solved. We can interpret these however we want to. Specifically says, interpret the prompts as you see fit. I think... I'm trying to decide if this should be a tribulation or an omen. Yeah, because I can't come up with an omen, I don't think. I think I can only... It's not super clear. No, it's not. But you can use an omen as a foreshadowing to define the tribulation that comes next. Yeah. I think what it is... Well, important question. Mm -hmm. How recently has this breakup been? Was it like a year ago? Three months? Um, Well, I'll say it's coming up on a year. I think what happens is... Ooh, wait, nope. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I know what it is. Okay. I I don't know if they have, like, Facebook or some Facebook analogy, but I think what happens is an old, maybe friend, maybe acquaintance, somebody who Tal and their ex both knew and interacted, who knew both of them. Mm -hmm. Somebody who... Tal maybe hasn't spoken to a lot, maybe they weren't close, whatever. One day, like, on, you know, one of those impersonal Facebook-type social media, I think they probably just, like, send one of those checking-in messages. Yeah. Where it's like, hey, I haven't uh, heard from you recently, how are you doing? And it's not 100% clear if... They aren't aware that Tal and her partner have broken up, or if they're just sort of pretending that hasn't happened. Mm-hmm. But it's uh, one of those, you know, hey, what have you been up to? How are you doing? Just one of those weird sort of checking in sort of messages. Mm-hmm. And this is an... This is an omen. Okay. So I will roll for a tribulation. So it's the two of clubs. So a problem solved, amusingly enough. Mm-hmm. Clubs are institutions, cold stony fingers, clutching bleeding quills. May I pitch something? Have at it. So I have this one friend who's having lingering issues, uh, like getting a divorce, uh, whatever. What if uh, this is something like something that like they both signed together or that has both of their names on it that Tal forgot about or wasn't thinking about? And now there is a message because there is some sort of problem with this. I don't know if it's like 
a joint bank account or, I don't know, maybe an old electric bill. Sure. I like the thought of it being like an unpaid uh, vet's bill because there was always a dog or a cat and the ex got the dog. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's like, I like that. This sort of like unpaid bill that has just sort of like come to calling. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It says we can do scenes around these and I kind of want to, but I don't. Sure. I mean, thinking about like what the what Talwax and like what they're hoping to get. I think this means probably interacting with their ex. Ooh. Which they, they don't want to do. Uh-huh. But they appreciate this is part of like, you know what, fine. I've got to get this done. I can't keep finding these things. Mm-hmm. And like, I just want to get signed off from it. I just, I can't anymore. This isn't fair. This isn't my business anymore. You made it not my business. And I think it's tell like getting this call and just like with a lawyer or whatever. It's just like, yeah, yeah, I'll sort it. Mm-hmm. Takes a couple of minutes, takes a deep breath, or like, and calls her ex. I don't want to be the ex. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> it doesn't have to have been like a super bitter breakup. I think it was literally just a matter of. Mm-hmm. You know what? I don't want to do this anymore. Mm-hmm. You have this life, and that's great for you, but I actually don't want to do this. Mm-hmm. So I, I think it's sort of like bittersweet, mm-hmm. and it hurt, but it's not like there was wrongdoing on anyone's mm-hmm. part. I think for Tal, it just felt like it was a bit sudden. Mm-hmm. And I feel like this partner was like there with Tal through her transition as well sort of like I thought we were like a done deal Mm -hmm. and then for this to happen like now if it was going to happen surely it would have happened then Mm -hmm. her ex is not a bad person Mm -hmm. I think if it had been a bad breakup or a bitter breakup it would be easier but because I think it was so matter of fact that's part of what's made it harder to get over Mm -hmm. so I think that Probably, like, in the middle of the call, Tal gets a text, and, like... Yeah, like, she's on the office phone, like, the landline, and gets the text on herself. Mm-hmm. And, um, it's a text from Gigi, and it's just like, Hey, this is Gigi, texting so you have my number. Also, I found this meme that reminds me of you (laughs) (laughs) I think like Tal has to like muffle a snort because she's trying to have a serious phone call but um doesn't crack like like covers it by like clearing her throat (laughs) I think that's kind of it I don't know if like Hmm. Tal text back right that moment or if they wait until the call is over I think they wait until the call is over mm-hmm. and then we're just like sorry it took a while 
on the phone to the ex. Like, weird frowny emoji. All sorted, though. Thanks for the meme. Sends something back. What sort of meme? Oh, it's a uh, save a dyke, ride a motorcycle. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's that's amazing. (laughs) That is absolutely (laughs) amazing. I think uh, that that is what happened. All righty. Okay, to check up post scene, I do not feel discontent right now. So no doubt. Mm-hmm. Is Gigi feeling any contempt? Or discontent, I should say. No, I I don't think she does. So yeah. Alrighty. That is that. Now it's my turn. And mm-hmm. that is... Five of spades. Five is a loyalty question. Spades is, again, memories or things we've lost or left behind. Mm. This has definitely got to be a trial. Mm-hmm. Okay, important question. Yeah. What is Tal's relationship with their parents and their family like? Um, I don't think it's bad. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's great. But, like, they, like, go to, like, family gatherings and stuff like that. And, like, they call every so often. Mm-hmm. Probably closer to, to a younger sibling. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, sort of, like, regularly calls in, but doesn't necessarily seek it out. Mm-hmm. So cordial but not, like, close. In that case, I don't think that's going to work. Maybe I'll just sort of tell you what I'm thinking and we can sort of work out together what this uh, tribulation would be. So what I'm thinking is that somebody from before Tal transitioned who doesn't know Mm. comes to talk to them I don't know, something like that. And, um, I was thinking it was somebody they used to be close to, but. Well, sure, maybe it could be like, I don't know, a cousin or something. Mm-hmm. Like, the family would, like, go back to the Philippines for holidays mm-hmm. and sort of, like, spend time there. And this cousin is now in, I'm imagining it's in America. I can't help myself. <laughs> so, but it's, like, in town. Mm hmm. And got told by, like, Tal's parents, oh, yeah, this is where Tal is at. Mm-hmm. And maybe didn't mention or didn't make it clear enough mm-hmm. that Tal was transitioned. So, yeah, I'm happy to work with that. I just don't want to get into dead naming or anything like that, which I know you're good for, but, like, to stress for, like, the listening audience, that's not what this is mm-hmm. about. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, I think what it is, is that this particular cousin does that thing where it keeps tripping them up. Yeah. It's like, we used to have this dynamic, this relationship, and now I feel like I don't know who you are anymore. I don't feel like I... 
I think it's like if it was a male cousin and the two of them used to like run around doing those kinds of things that boys do, mm-hmm. especially if like the cousin has like lots of sisters. Mm-hmm. So it was like having Tal there was just sort of like finally an escape. Mm-hmm. And now obviously Tal is not that person anymore. Yeah. And he doesn't know how to interact with that. And he's adjusting, but not doing a great job of it. Yeah. It, it's it's that vibe. That, he... that well-meaning cis vibe. Yes, yes. The well-meaning cis vibe. Where it's like, I want to be supportive, but also, how could you do this to me? Uh, just that hard. Oh, this is so hard for me. I'm really trying. I know. I, I just hope you appreciate what an adjustment it is for me to see you <laughs> like this. I'm trying really hard. Yes. Come me yes. some slack. Like, I'm trying. Just like, uh-huh. mm, okay. Like, how does Tal react to that? Like, what do they do? I think that a lot of the time, a pretty patient person. They're also like a butch lesbian mm-hmm. or a butch transbian. So, mm-hmm. like, they're probably used to getting this kind of situation anyway. Like maybe not within the direct community, but when they go out into the wider world. But I feel like this is sort of like they get their cousin out of the group home. Mm-hmm. Just like, I don't want you here because I might be able to deal with it. But if any of those ladies hear you doing that, they will pop off. Mm-hmm. And I don't want that grief for them. Mm-hmm. It's sort of like putting their own comfort on the back burner and they would rather leave their place of comfort and security rather than have it tainted for other people. Oh my heart. So like, they like go for a walk, the two of them. Mm-hmm. And she asks lots of questions about, okay, so what are you doing now? What are you hoping to, are you, are you here for a long time? I think he's not there for a long time, but like a six months to a year. So not a long, long time, but not like just a quick visit either. And he's probably not staying in that particular town, but he was like, hey, I heard you were here and I wanted to come sure. like spend time with you. And this is weird. So I guess the question is like, what's the tribulation here? It's like, what is... Because I don't feel like it's not just having to to put up with this, as it were. Yeah. I kind of did mean that to be the tribulation, but Mm -hmm. if you feel like it should be something more... It's more like, I, I see, like, what is the final act of it? Like, what makes it something that she's failing or succeeding at? Oh. But I, I think for me, I, what I like this to be is her like drawing a line and saying, hey, look, I'm sorry if you're butthurt that I'm not who I used to be, but I'm happy. Mm-hmm. And if you are struggling with that, maybe you shouldn't be coming around here until you get your head out of your ass. <laughs> like, I love you, man, but... I'm not gonna put myself out for you. I've done enough of that in my life. Come back when you've sorted your shit out. And we'll go for a beer. Until then, maybe you should fuck off. 
I think, like, part of the reason he came to see Tal is because he wanted Tal to do something, like, make some sort of recommendation or something like that. And, um, I can't Mm -hmm. think of what it would be. Sure. Talk it out. What you got? Well, like, I'm thinking it's something like he was going to ask Tal for, like, some sort of recommendation or get Tal to vouch for him in some way, like, at a job or with a girl or Mm -hmm. something like that. And I can't really think of how to... Well, like, I don't think Tal would object to giving him, like, a reference or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like, if he needed it. Uh, I think what the thing is, is that it's, like, a tech job sort of thing. Okay. And I think he's like, well, I was going to ask you for uh, a reference uh, for this thing. And I think he says it real badly. But the intent is, you're a girl, so I don't think they'll take it as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm with you. And, like, he says it real badly. Mm Mm-hmm. He probably, probably doesn't mean it quite like that. Sure. But just, like, you know, the whole tech bro thing sort of thing. And he's just like, I I don't think they'll uh, take it as well from a girl because of that thing. Misogyny. I'm fairly certain they're not going to ask to see an ID. So how about I just leave my name shortened to Tal, and if they call, they call. And if they don't, they don't. Tal is so fucking cool, man. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. So, yeah, I think he refuses. I, I think I think he does refuse. And, like, he's a little butthurt about getting put in his place. And he's a little frustrated. And, like, it's one of those things where, like, you can see right now that it will get better. But right yeah. now, it's not. <laughs> sure. He's just like, I, I'll, I'll, I'll talk to you later. I'll, I'll be in town. Something like that, you know? Mm-hmm. So. Come on. There we go. This is some consistency I don't care for. Oh no. No, it's just I got clubs again. Just Uh like you got spades again. So, specifically, a meal forsaken. Institutions, cold stony fingers, clutching bleeding quills. Okay. Hmm. Maybe this is a fallout from that, in a way. The institution of family, even, and this is like Tal getting a phone call. Maybe from like her aunt back in the Philippines. And it's just sort of like. And it is more disrespectful mm-hmm. than the interaction with the cousin had been. And I think that happens. And maybe this aunt just calls up and like just yells. Mm-hmm. And Tal's just there, just like, oh, okay. And then calls her mum. And it's just like wants to have a little bitch about their aunt, who is their mum's sister. Mm-hmm. And just like, can you believe he showed up and then she said this to me because he was a douche. And their mum just gets kind of cold. I think she's sort of like, 
you know, that's my sister. And every, and it's like that whole well-meaning system. Like everyone's trying really hard. And they're just like, why is this even a thing right now? Why is this a conversation we're having to have? I'm a fucking adult. Like I turn 40 next year. Why is this still a conversation we're having to have? And then it turns out it's just like, if this is your attitude, no wonder so-and-so left you. And it's just sort of there, just like, wow, mum, okay. <laughs> I think it just things get a bit heated. But I'm just like, well, now you're single again and you're going to be 40 next year. And what are you even doing with your life? No kids. Da, 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 da. And it's just, they're just like, okay. And I feel like maybe just Tal just hangs up. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's that sort of ocean just like well I'm not going to like the next family gathering clearly mm-hmm. and just sort of like forsaking that familial connection at least for the time being because mm-hmm. it's just like I don't want to have to deal with that shit mm-hmm. that is that sort of I'm too old for this and it is sort of a going leaving their room and sort of like going down to the communal kitchen in the house and um, making a meal like a big meal for everybody if people aren't in it just like goes into the freezer or whatever mm-hmm. just forsaking because this is like i think the service users probably change on the regular but like this is the family that know tal as she is mm-hmm. and that is better mm-hmm. or at least she wants it to be better Mm-hmm. And takes comfort in that, mm-hmm. even if there's a uh, not much to it. And then uh, I think like they're making it and like watching something similar. And um, yeah, she uh, pulls out her phone and texts you, just like, "Hey, I'm making this. There's going to be plenty. Did you want to come over and have some food with us?" Uh, oh my gosh. <laughs> That is absolutely the best. And I really appreciate how drift compatible we are, because I was thinking, like, how do we get Gigi back into things? So, this is like mm-hmm. A plus moment timing here. Nice. I think Gigi absolutely is like, oh, yeah, I would love to come over and have dinner with you. I feel like there's one of the, uh, group home residents there as well uh-huh. because one that kind of situation is funny uh-huh. but two i also like the visual of this uh probably in a early 30s just like woman just like who keeps making eyes at her like who is your hot friend fuck <laughs> have you pulled <laughs> just like that kind of whispering every time like she's just like oh my god i know <laughs> Lots of, like, wingmanning kind of a vibe. Oh my god, that's adorable. <laughs> but also definitely does the staring at Gigi with the puppy, so she's like, fuck. Just like, I just sort of like, it's like do you lift? Because your arms are like... <laughs> <laughs> you know, help me mom, for I am gay. <laughs> Uh, I think I think Gigi is like when it's anybody but Tal 
Gigi completely misses everything. And oh she's God. just like, oh, yeah, absolutely. I lift. Here's my routine. And mm-hmm. she, <laughs> she takes it completely serious. When it's Tal, she does that over-investing thing where she's mm-hmm. just like, you know the thing. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, she does that. And to Tal's friend, it is 500% obvious that this hot friend here is deeply into Tal. (laughs) (laughs) There is no subtlety. Incredible. So that's three tribulations. Yes. Wicked. Alright. Five of hearts. Hearts are people and animals, those who live and breathe. And uh, five is a loyalty questioned. Oh, yeah. Yeah, sorry. I kind of want this to be something where Gigi and Tal are out together. Like, Mm -hmm. maybe it's explicitly a date, or maybe it's one of those, is this a date? I don't know. Is this a date? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, they're both disasters. It's absolutely, is this a date? Is this a date? (laughs) And, um... I like the thought that Tal's getting ready and just like, so this is a date, right? I don't think it's a date. And then she's like, is it a date? And makes a little bit more effort with the outfit, but still isn't sure if it's a date. Kind of a vibe. (laughs) Yeah, I think Gigi shows up in a yellow sundress with the jacket over it and like combat boots because that's hot. It is, it is. I need to figure out what I was wearing for this. Please stand by. This is, this is important. Okay, well, their hair is definitely sort of like styled up into a bit of a quiff. Mm-hmm. I think what this is, is they wear like a vest over a shirt and tie, probably with like a dark wash jean cuffed mm-hmm. at the bottom with like a clean pair of boots. Mm-hmm. They definitely worry that it's too dressy. They keep umming and ahhing about the tie. Just like, is the tie too much? Ooh, oh, that's so precious. <laughs> and then they see Gigi mm-hmm. in this sundress. They whip the tie off and undo the top couple of buttons of the shirt. Immediately, oh. like, relaxes the outfit a little bit. Sees Gigi from, like, a couple of says, like, fuck. Rips the tie off, stuffs it in their pocket, and just sort of like <laughs> does a couple of buttons. <laughs> oh my god! But the unbuttoned shirt, like that. Mm. Yes. Oh, and the shirt sleeves are rolled up. Nudge. Of course, of course, they've gotta be. So, I feel like they're walking somewhere, like a park, maybe a zoo. I don't know. It's somewhere where there are people around i wonder if it's like a big public public park with like a lake or something i think like central park kind of vibe not that i think this is set in new york but that kind of mm-hmm. it's a decent sized park and there's like a play area for kids at one point and maybe there is even a zoo a small like petting zoo by area at one end and mm-hmm. a lake a pond i guess mm-hmm. but it's like a nice sort of like early autumn day mm-hmm so a lot of people are out like playing and maybe there's like a like a softball like mound or whatever like over another part of the park. 
But yeah, it's those people. And I think what this is, or at least what it starts off as, is they've had like their little small talk while they get there. And, like, you know how you have that moment where it, like, sort of flips over from, like, casual small talk to now we're having... A conversation. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, when there's a lull in that, Gigi is like, so I feel like I should tell you this because it's only right and fair, but it's kind of awkward. You're not going to tell me you're a cop, are you? <laughs> uh, that laughter is in canon she laughs so hard she has to oh, of her arm to steady her she, yeah she just like fucking loses it you know how sometimes I lose it she fucking mm-hmm. loses it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, well Tyler's right for a so not a cop then She's just like, no, no, definitely not a cop whatsoever. Good to know. And, like, she hasn't let go of Tal's Mm -hmm. arm and is sort of leaning into her. Good shit, good shit, good shit. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm-hmm. She says, I'm telling you this because I kind of need your help, but Tal isn't wearing the uh, jacket today, right? No, but I feel like maybe they've put her pin because they were going to see her onto like mm-hmm. the, the like little lapel of their vest. Mm-hmm. I think the arm Tal used to hold her up is the mm-hmm. one she's leaning against. So she kind of turns Tal's wrist up and says, "So about this, I'm not." what you think I am? I'm not a cop. Definitely not a cop. But I'm also not quite like you. And she's like tracing the tattoo on Tal's arm. Well, I got plenty of cis friends. It's fine. Like, there's definitely, like, trans pride pins on her jacket. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Gigi sort of laughs, and she's like, you know what? I, I can respect somebody who can forgive cis people for being like they are. On behalf of all of us, I apologize. <laughs> you can't help the way you're born. It's fine. <laughs> God, I've just remembered how tall Tal is as well. This is so good. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, Gigi is just like... Well, I guess the best way to explain it is to sort of... And she, like, taps a central point of the tattoo, and it starts to glow. To clarify, we've established this is an urban fantasy world. Mm-hmm. Is it known that it's an urban fantasy world? Is there like casual magic happening? Or is this still just like these things exist, but a lot of people don't know about them? Because that's going to flavor how this response goes. I think it's not like 
super secret, but it's also... If you know, you know. If you don't, you don't. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so I feel like, because I want to lean in and because of the age that she is, just sort of like, oh, so you're magic. Okay. That's cool. She nods. Uh-huh. It's sort of like okay. staring at the glowing part of their tattoo. Yeah, the entire tattoo is absolutely glowing. Like, I'm imagining, like, very, like, anime sort of, you can see the light shining out of it sort of thing. So can you do that with, like, any tattoo, or...? No, not any tattoo. Just this one. Because you are the only person who has this. Cool. I think. Looks at her face. Yeah, yeah, this is cool. So what is it about, about this? And then sort of, like, touches the pin as well. Gigi looks at Tal and I think she like puts her hand over it like like she's grabbing her wrist and looking up at Tal and she says someone needs my help and I'm not strong enough. I need your help to help them. I mean, sure, of course. Whatever you need. No hesitation, just says it. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm dying, I'm dying. And I think she, like, nods, like, very determinedly, takes Tal's hand and says, we need to go this way. And, like, she pulls Tal, and she's not quite running, but it's very much... I want to get there fast. Where there turns out to be mm -hmm. is... I mean, do we want to say that that's the omen? Is yeah. like her showing that and I'll roll to see what this trial is so it can help us shape what comes next. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah, I like that. Uh, it's another heart, so people and animals, and a failure revealed. I know exactly what this is. I know exactly what this is. Hit me. They go to, like, a neighborhood? Okay. It's it's a it's a pretty mundane neighborhood, except there's a couple people yelling at each other. They're having like a full blown argument. Uh, it's just like you know, fuck you, fuck you. It's it's like the worst breakup you ever saw, and mm. there is like a guy throwing clothing out on the lawn, and the other person is yeah, it's like. Uh, a lady and she's like angrily grabbing clothing and shoving it into a car and the two of them get there just as she throws her shit into the truck and like throws herself into it slams the door real hard 
and um, throws a wristband at him. Like, it doesn't go very far. Mm-hmm. And on the wristband is the symbol of the goddess. And, like, they see it as this person is, like, driving off. Does Gigi give any clue about what exactly Tal is meant to do here? I think Gigi is... They get there just as this car drives off, and Gigi turns to watch the car leave, and she's like, shit. What? Gigi, like, she was on her own knuckles, and then goes to pick up the wristband and um she shows it to Tal and like it's got the symbol of the goddess Mm -hmm. and she's like he needed me and I wasn't here for him and I thought I thought we had more time I don't have Many followers. Everyone is precious. Okay, and you can see the wheels turning, just sort of like, uh, like filing that information away. <laughs> okay. Um. Do you want to talk to him? Gigi sort of gestures after the car that's driving away is already gone. And now I can't find him because... And waves the wristband. So the guy got in the car and drove away. I decided, like, halfway through this scene that the person getting in the car is a trans dude. Um, mm-hmm. So. No worries. Uh, pre-transition. Just so, I know. so. We'll come back to that. There's other ways to... Okay, one sec. Hey, here. And I'm going to straighten my shoulders and go and knock on the the door of the house. I think whoever's inside, like, doesn't even open the door at first. Mm -hmm. He just sort of yells, I already told you, no, no, just fucking no. I think you think I'm somebody else, friend. There's a moment of silence, and then he opens the door. Well, it's this sort of young guy. He's, like, mid to late 20s, so mm-hmm. younger than Tal, for sure. Sure. He's, like, still real red in the face, and uh, he's just like, sorry, I, um, how can I help you? You are you okay? I caught the tail end of whatever that was. And, like, he just gets this look on his face. Like, it's a little bit anger and a little bit betrayal. And mm-hmm. and he's just like, yeah, that's, uh, yeah, I'm fine. We're done. So, um, is that, was that all? I'm sorry for the noise. I No, 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 you're good. Like, breakups suck. Believe me, I, I know. Um, I appreciate that you're upset right now, and I'm not. I don't know the details or the specifics. I ain't going to push you for that. But 
the way he tore out of here, I don't want him to end up crashing that truck somewhere. Where do you think he's going? I just... Call me an old-fashioned lady. But, you know, I'm sure you don't want something awful to happen. Like, at first, the guy is, like, real pissed, and Tal can tell that it's Mm -hmm. the pronouns pissing him off, but then Tal's like, "Uh, I'm sure you don't want something awful to happen to him. And it's, like, sort of conflicted, because, like, no, of course not. But also... They're pissed. (laughs) He's pissed. Exactly, exactly. Mm. After a second, he's like... Uh, the person who left is a smoker, uh, mm-hmm. and probably like left their cigarettes, or maybe they're gonna get some new ones. And it's like this corner store over here, and it's like a couple blocks away, so it's not far. And it's like that's that's probably right. where. Appreciate it. Then he like pauses, and is like, "Do you know?" And, like, vague gesture, because he's just avoiding pronouns right now. We got something in common. Sort of, we know the same person. Sort of, like, glances over her shoulder over at Gigi. Uh, Gigi is, like, holding on to the wristband, and it's just like, oh my god, oh my god. Very pleased, and very relieved, and is in uh, everything but, like, physical motion giving Tal two thumbs up. The guy just sort of uh, looks at Tal and squints at Gigi and it's just like, yeah, yeah, whatever. Was that all? Yeah. Yeah, thank you. And, um, hope it goes easier. Yeah, sure. Change is, change is hard. Especially this kind of thing. He just sort of shakes his head and he doesn't slam the door in Tal's face, but also, like, he's done. A decisive close of the door? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, I feel like Tal pulls one of their business cards out and, like, a pen because they're probably that person. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe on their belt loop, they've got like something, like a little thing, just sort of like, just right. So just sort of like, don't let your anger burn everything. And puts it through uh, the the mail slot. Steps down from the front door and looks at you just like, we're going that way. And sort of like takes off a... <laughs> <laughs> Gosh. God, Tal is so fucking cool. <laughs> yeah. Mm. We don't have to continue. Like, Tal's plan is to, like, go find this dude, and it's just like, yo, don't drive pissed. Can I drive you somewhere? Mm-hmm. Do you know where you're going now? Mm-hmm. There's probably an empty room at the house, just like, our house is technically for ladies, but if, in the case of emergencies, if you need someone to crash, 
I talked to the girls. I think he's like, no, 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 it's it's fine. I can go I stay at my mom's and um, looking forward to explaining this to her. Oh, I have. Uh, I've been there. Like, probably it- they just like mm-hmm. sort of uh, connect and chat. She hands the wristband over to him. Just like... And I think as uh, she does so, uh, he can see uh, the matching tattoo. Oh. I didn't know anybody else knew about knew about her. Yeah. So that's cool. He sort of takes the wristband and, like, looks at it real hard. <laughs> Is Gigi there watching this? Can this kid see her right now yeah Gigi is nearby and trying to not like vibrate out of her skin but like she's sort of there okay so as this kid's sort of like looking intently at the wristband like Tao doesn't quite understand and she's just like hey waits for the this kid to meet her eyes and then gestures her head towards Gigi just like, she's the reason I found you, you know. He looks at Gigi, looks at Tal, looks at Gigi, looks at the wristband, looks at Gigi. No. And Gigi just sort of nods. Yeah. Not just lesbians. I don't know. Maybe you are. I don't know. But just hold on to it. (laughs) And he looks at Tal. Like, should I do this vibe? I mean, I got a tattoo, so I kind of (laughs) committed. Didn't really know I was committing. But uh, you have seen her, right? Like... band back on and um says uh thanks i guess yeah you're welcome and hey you need a you need a bit of guns or anyone to talk to uh you can come find me i can pay you some in direction of this and maybe some more guys if uh gals ain't really a thing he just laughs and it's just like yeah okay yeah drive safe like he nods and like finishes his cigarette and it's like yeah okay and like he looks at Gigi real hard one more time and like looks at her symbol on his wristband and it's just like he just sort of shakes his head like this day is already weird enough (laughs) (laughs) Just gets 
though. Gigi obviously is delighted. And she like tackle hugs Tal and is just Very like good. you're amazing and I I should have known that you would be and just absolutely the right. most delighted. Oh, and I did all right. You put me in the right place to do the thing. It takes hard work to be in the right place, and she taps the tattoo. You were. Yeah. Just sort of smiles awkwardly, just sort of like, I think as moments they, sort of, they start heading off back towards the park, maybe, just like, so not just magic then, huh? No, not just magic. Should we talk about that more? Probably. Is it going to be a problem? And she looks very awkward. I don't want this to be a problem, but... Not a problem. It's just a lot. That's fair. I can deal with a lot. And Gigi smiles back. Hmm. Yeah, I bet you can. Consider following us on Twitter at Hope's Hearth Pod and joining our Discord, both linked in the description. If you want to support us monetarily, you can find us on Coffee at coffee.com forward slash Hope's Hearth Pod. Coffee spelled K O F I. We love you. Stay safe. No death. Go home and stay home. Bye.